I wrestled Jerry one time in the Chevron parking lot. Why in the Chevron parking lot? <laughs> That's such a Jerry thing. That's such a Jerry thing. <laughs> like that the one Chevron, dude, just right there. Of course it's that Chevron. Lot. I know that you Chevron know which for one. sure. You know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> why that? Why would you guys wrestle? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds so like Jerry. Welcome to Let Me Finish. I'm your host, Kevin, and I'm joined by Daniel, of course. Hello. Uh, this week, we, we we don't have much on the agenda, but just, I mean, coronavirus, I mean... <laughs> More of the same, really. Shit's going on Continuing. on Twitter, I guess. Um, but in big news, uh, Bernie dropped out. That was a big thing. Did you see that? That's true. That's true. I saw that. He dropped Maybe out. Maybe he listened to the podcast and realized uh, the error of his ways. Oh, I have no chance in winning, I guess. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I, Daniel and Kevin don't like me, so I, I have no chance. Oh, well. I happen to believe that I was the best candidate, but I guess I, no point. Uh, what day did that happen? Did that happen on Friday or Saturday? I remember I was out. I was out doing something, and I looked at my phone, and I saw, like, oh, Bernie has dropped out. It must have been Friday. And then mm-hmm. I was um, but I was just picking up, like, takeout food or whatever and driving around. And uh, I remember looking at my phone and thinking, oh, I wish I had time to just go on Twitter and read all the angry Bernie bro tweets because that – I bathe in that. That is like you know. That is I think like I my did pastime. actually. It was a lot of people talking about I don't know the death of democracy and how what this country's just going to. He's a socialist. What are you talking Some, about? I don't. I don't really <laughs> know, man. It was just a bunch of doomsday fucking people just talking about oh the, this country's never gonna be successful now because. The one person that could have saved us is gone now. Yeah. We we were we we didn't accept the Warning their leader, the man. savior. Wow. Yeah, dude, that's so. Like, I really wanted to go on Twitter and just bask in the Bernie Bros, but like I said, I was like driving or something, and by the time I got home, it was kind of dying down. But like, wow, so many. Uh, the, the tweets I did see was kind of like you said, like people making a huge deal out of it. And then also being like, oh, we're not going to vote for Biden. And I'm like, so, uh, (laughs) I mean, I guess you can, as you can expect another fucking Trump presidency, then I guess if you're not voting for Biden. Yeah. Like, look, if you don't vote for Biden, you're not really a Democrat, are you? I mean, (laughs) I'm just going to say you're not really a Democrat, right? Yeah. I mean, if you had an election between Trump and Biden and you're like, well, I'm not Biden for Biden because Bernie dropped out. Like, you're not a Democrat. Like, you just No. No. (laughs) Look, like, as much as, as much as I hate the whole anti-Trump stuff and just hating on Trump just because he's Trump or whatever and stuff, I mean, I feel like. Yeah, I don't know, man. If it comes down to like Trump or a Democratic candidate, you really can't call yourself a Democrat if you vote if you don't like vote for the Democratic candidate because Trump really is kind of like as opposite of yeah. a Democratic as you can get. I 
I'm even going farther. I'm even saying like, even if you just don't vote, like some Bernie That's people what I'm are saying, saying like, yeah. yeah, some Bernie people are like, oh, we're going to vote for Trump because Bernie dropped out. And I'm like, that is some mental gymnastics. You just that say is. like, oh, Bernie dropped out, so therefore vote for Trump because it's like, are you racing against Biden specifically? Is that what this is about? Like, we just so don't stupid. like Biden? <laughs> Why do they so dislike sad. Biden so bad? I don't know. Look, Some like, people say that though. Like they literally say, "Like, guess I'm voting for Trump this year because because uh, Bernie dropped out." And it's like, but that doesn't. But you understand? <laughs> um, doesn't make any sense. Also, I don't think that. I don't think that's. I don't think that's what Bernie would like. Want though? Either. Yeah, Bernie endorsed uh, Hillary Bernie when he hated, dropped out. Bernie last hated time. Trump. Well, he hates Trump. I'm talking about him like he's dead. But. Yeah, yeah, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, back when he was with us, I mean, <laughs> he's not I mean, but like, and... but really though, like, what does Bernie do from here, man? Uh, does he run for, for president? Yes, again, twenty twenty four when he's a <laughs> again. How old is Bernie? Old dude. Well, he's been having like health troubles and stuff too. Okay, Google. There's, How old? There's is Bernie? no way that he could if he runs in twenty twenty four. There's if he. There's no way he could get elected, dude. He did not. He did do the thing I heard that he didn't show his medical records, and he was like refusing to show medical records. It looks like well, he was like in the hospital earlier because he had a heart attack or something. He's 78 years old. First of all, I don't know why presidents are always geriatrics. I never understand that. But he's 78 years old, and so the next time he runs, he'll be 82. Which I feel like once you break the 80 mark, I don't think people will do it. I, I no. think that all the people right now are under, even Biden's 77. So, like, I think if you're in your 80s, I don't think people are going to go for it. I agree. I, don't think I mean, like, I think some people will still, you'll still get, like, the Bernie bros and stuff. But you won't get enough votes because most oh, people will be like, he's old and about to die. Like, yeah. I don't want him to be my president. Let's just bask in the moment that the Bernie Bros law, after all the trouble and stress they put us all under, after all their angry tweets and all their just being petulant, we finally just get to sit back and go, ha, you guys. I finally get some peace from the Bernie campaign painters, too. Yeah. They've been literally like at my house every day. Then They're when the lockdown living happened, in your lawn, they texted me. Wow. Every single day I'd get a text from the Bernie campaign, and I'm like, leave me alone. Like, even even my producer, very is very, like, loves Bernie, was like, okay. Like, They're just constantly coming to your house and eating like, stuff in your fridge. Yeah, like, hey, where's all the pizza rolls? <laughs> <laughs> Bernie bros love pizza rolls. That's, like, their number one food item. <laughs> like, like, pizza rolls and bagel bites. They're basically, like, teenagers. Um, they are teenagers, let's be honest. They are teenagers, most of them. <laughs> I do, and then the ones... I don't know. I mean, there were actually a lot of older people, too. These Democrat... Okay, so, last thing I should say on politics, but, like, Democrat primary, it's been a dumpster fire. Yes. Like, it's not been a good... Like, I don't... And I don't know why... I feel like it didn't need to be this bad, but it's been pretty awful. It's been like, pretty I bad. I feel like it's coming to a close. There's like one candidate now, but getting to this one candidate, I don't feel like was like, oh, like Obama, you know, just kind of like, like rising out of the, you know, obscurity or whatever. And then this time around, it's just like people just like throwing in the towel and it doesn't feel like Biden won. It feels like he's the last guy standing. You know what I mean? I feel like someone, he's like the guy that, 
you know, the the party's over, but he's like, yeah, just too drunk to understand that everyone went home. Yeah, I yeah, <laughs> you know? I don't understand. I feel like anyone like like uh, Kamal Harris or Klobuchar or um, uh, even Cory Booker, any one of them, I feel like could still be running if they wanted to, but. And and they still make sense. Or uh, Elizabeth Warren, you know. But then just to be like, oh, but Biden's the last guy around. You're like, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like kind of Bernie and Biden took so much, you know, oxygen out of the room. Everyone else just kind of ran out of cash, and then you end up with uh, Biden because people just don't like Bernie that much. It's so yeah. weird, man. It's so weird. Well, Bernie know. just stayed in so long because of like. The Bernie Bros and yeah. the publicity that that brought. I kind of wish it had been like Warren or someone instead. Honestly, I don't know. Just looking at Biden in general, and I don't mind Biden. I actually don't have anything negative about Biden. But I don't have anything bad to say about him. Really. I just kind of wish it was you know someone else, like a little bit. I don't He's know just, why. I don't know. I don't have a problem with Biden. He's just he's just kind of like a lovable fool. I, yeah, I mean, you know, likable guy, but I don't know. Something there is just kind of like, you, you know, I get why he's the guy, he's the VP from Obama era, but at the same time, it's like, eh, eh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think everyone has that feeling. Loki, I think everyone has that feeling where you're like, I, I feel like know. very few people are like, oh, just get, no, Biden, get, get him out of here. I hate that guy. Yes. But no one's like, yeah. Yes. Biden. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like, okay, you know. But that might be what works. Maybe this is the good plan. Maybe it's just run a moderate. I think that yeah, maybe maybe that is good because I no, I think that I mean that's something we've been talking about for a while. Is like that a mo- we need a moderate to because yeah. we just need someone to level things out really. Easier. It's been way up here, it's been way down there. It's been way you know, I mean uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, this this current administration has been like way right. I don't yes. think that it'll be any do any good to just bring everything way left, because then it's just going to keep going, bouncing back and forth from left to right, and just you know, we need someone just kind of in the middle to just just even things out. Yeah, make okay. everybody happy. Yeah, I guess I mean Biden's probably fine. He's probably competent. He's been VP. He might be the best person for it, but who knows? I don't know. It's just a weird, the weird feeling where you don't don't have confidence. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, like he's probably the best candidate. I guess he won the primary, but I just don't feel that confident. But I think he could win. I feel like because he polls so well. Um, but anyway, so that's the politics thing. Uh, there was some other political thing going on, but I already forgot what it was. Maybe that was just it. I, um. I do. I did have a note, though, about something that happened that? yesterday. This is a personal thing. Um, you remember we were talking about our cats yesterday? Yes. Dude, I got home. I have two cats. Daniel, you have uh, you have two cats now. I have two cats as well. Okay. So I got home. One of my cats was like sitting on the couch next to me, and they wanted to get fed. And, uh, and I looked at her, and I was like, it looks like she's peeing. You know how cats sit down weird when they pee? And... Mm-hmm. My cat, always good cat, but um, 
she looked like she was peeing. So I reached over and I like lifted her butt a little bit, and there's just like psh, this <laughs> torrential like urine coming down on this blanket, <laughs> just urinating all over this blanket on our couch. And I was like, "What the f? Like, <laughs> why would you do?" And the thing is, like, the litter box. I get if the litter box is messed up or doors closed or whatever. They don't do this. Litter box is open. There's no problem. Everything's fine. She's just like that. And this cat. <clears throat> The owners gave her up because they said she peed on stuff. We've had her for like over a month. She never did anything. And then today or yesterday, and she just like, you know, fuck this blanket in particular and just peed all over it. And I was like, why? No. Well, you know, uh, there was. So the new cat that we got was Effort. When we first brought her uh, home, she was uncomfortable in the litter box for some reason. She wasn't comfortable enough to use the litter box, so she would just kind of like. She just like found like we have a blanket that we put in her bathroom. That's gross. She just used that. Which That's is, gross. Yeah. So yeah, really? we tossed that out. Uh, but she's fine now. She uses the litter box now. She got a little more comfortable. I don't, the like box. That. I don't but like that. I don't that think that's shit. what it is. Probably. I don't like that. How cats are like, oh, I have to be comfortable with my litter box. <laughs> like, come on, for real? Like, for real? Are you? Like- you know, I have heard though that like sometimes if a cat is like peeing on like a blanket or something that's like yours that sometimes it's like them trying to like mix their smell with your smell to like bond you guys or something it's like a weird thing that they do so it's not necessarily like it's it's weird (laughs) it's not like a bad thing they're like trying to like because they're weird about smells too like that's a big thing is like there's smells like that's why they'll sit on your clothes to try to like mix your smells that's why sometimes they'll like pee on like your blankets or your clothes or something that's so, so weird it well, could be that it's trying to bond with <laughs> okay you. screw all that because we're gonna go we're gonna deep clean that blanket man like that yeah, thing's gonna yeah. go in the spin no, cycle get rid of that blanket we threw we threw that blanket away like i don't know like it was kind of like an old raggedy blanket anyway so it was whatever, so but. weird that that happened because the yeah. i have the intake from when they when they the previous owner got rid of this cat they dropped off at the shelter and they run intake that she urinates on everything constantly and we had her for like six, seven weeks now, and that's never happened. And I was always like, well, seems fine. I mean, <laughs> actually, we've had her for two months, actually. Yeah, never a single problem. And then yesterday, just out of mm. nowhere, just like huge, just, I mean, I don't want to get into it, but just a lot of output. And all of, and she never had this problem. And she could have just gone to the litter box. I was so mad. I hope this doesn't become a thing. or I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's gosh. gotta, there's ways to stop that. I think. Yeah, I fed them red, like raw meat. I, I don't know why, but I thought, hey, you know, after watching Tiger King, <laughs> I think <laughs> you know this you is start what... feeding them expired Walmart yeah. steaks. Well, no, I was like, this is what real cats eat. So I had some, some, uh, some, yeah, some raw beef, some sirloin. I was chopping it up, and I was like. This is what real cats eat. You guys should know. You're old enough now. So they're a year old. I was like, it's your birthday week, so uh, it's time that you learned. So I, I gave one of the cat that peed. She just she just went for it. The other cat, she was like, no, and she kept like <laughs> refusing to eat it until finally I was like, look, you gotta eat it. Yeah, I made her eat raw meat, and then now they're crazy about it. They're, you know, cats cook yeah. for that shit. You know, you know my my cat is weird. The the fat one. Yeah, the he big one. Daniel's cat is like 20 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> like, I have a 20-pound cat. We got him. He was like 22 pounds when we got him. 
Uh, we got him on a diet. We're trying to get him to lose weight, and we're exercising him. His diet's but, like special food, low calorie food. It's it's like uh, some kind of special metabolic food. I don't know. It's one of those prescription foods. Wow. Um, but yeah, he he doesn't like people food or anything. He only likes like cat. Yeah, food. that's my like, cat too. He, yeah. Yeah, he he has no interest in anything else. Yeah, not even like raw meat. Like I remember my cats growing up, they would go crazy. We'd have salmon sometimes or something. They would go crazy for it. Just give them you know whatever raw salmon or whatever fish. I've like made fish. He has literally no interest in it. He just he just doesn't want it. But you know the one thing that he goes crazy for that's like not cat food. Um, wait, let me guess. I could probably guess. I could probably guess. Um, it's not cat food. He goes crazy for it. Is it like the cat treats? Do you do like cat treats? Like the little pieces? No, 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 no. Like, like human food, dude. Human food. One kind of human food that he goes crazy for. Is it like fruit? Is it a fruit? No. It's not a fruit. Um, it's not a fruit. It's, uh, it's a human cereal. No, it's mac and cheese. Oh, weird. That's weird. He goes, he goes crazy. I like, I can make whatever. He always want. he's always interested. He always wants to smell the food that I make. I never know wants to, to check it out. Mac and cheese. It's weird, yeah. He always wants to check it out. He always wants to smell it, but usually I'll like let him smell it and he'll just turn his nose and like walk away. But with macaroni and cheese, like I'll like make some mac and cheese <laughs> or something, sit down on the couch. He just hops up and he just like stuffs his face in the bowl. Okay. I don't, <laughs> it's so weird. He goes he goes crazy for it. He Dude, loves mac and cheese. He is like it's weird. Your cat could be like the face of Velveeta. He's like a twenty-pound <laughs> cat, basically like just this. like a big round orange cat, huge, huge cat, and like a Garfield cat or something. Like, yeah, like Garfield cat, like the size of like a tire. I mean, like this he's cat. Big. He's I, like a big. He's like a larger cat anyway. Like he has a big frame, but then he's also fat, so it's just like he is huge. Like I hold him, and he's like the size of my like. He's like as long. He's like as long. He's longer than my torso if he like stretches out. And he has like the munchies. He loves mac and cheese. That's the only <laughs> thing he likes. It's like Seth Rogen <laughs> as a cat. <laughs> when Seth Rogen was more fat. Um, <laughs> I love Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's so funny. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, dude, so what it, do you guys like exercise him? I've seen people put cats on like treadmills and stuff, which is pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> We don't do like the weird exercise stuff or whatever, but I, I just have one of those little toys on a string and I just make him run around for like, I try to do like 30 minutes a day for him. <laughs> I do like 30 seconds a day. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really, it's like hard to get 30 minutes a day in because. The cat will do know. like five minutes and be like, okay, I'm just going to sit down now. Exactly. That's yeah. He like starts like huffing and puffing and then he just plops down. <laughs> He just my lays cat, down. If it gets too hard, my cat would just lay down and be like, okay, just bring it to me. And be like, this <laughs> thing. Just be like, on his back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, refuse to move. Dude, what do you do for like for like working out during coronavirus? We're still in lockdown for the listeners. Yeah. Oh. I have yeah, stopped I hope, everything. I was hoping this question wouldn't come up. So I was thinking about this because I've been trying to, every single day for like the past week, I've been like, I'm going to go for a run for like three miles and I'm going to come back and do push-ups or something. And then like, I just don't. Well, number one, I promised myself after I left the military that I would never run further than a mile ever again. <laughs> That's so stupid. Why? <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. Yeah, I just don't like running. 
Okay. I don't like running. I just don't enjoy like it. I like. What do you do? Like Elliptical? Distance... Like those girls who want their bus to look big? Like yeah. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, I go on the elliptical actually every after the gym. <laughs> okay. Every uh, after I work out, every time after I work out, I'll go and I'll do like uh, a couple hundred calories on the uh, elliptical. Yeah, those things but, burn a lot or, more calories. Or if I'm doing like back or shoulders, sometimes I'll go do like ropes, or I'll do. Uh, the uh, rowing mach- row machine. Oh, the rowing machine is bad. I like the, the cycle. I like the not the lay down cycle, but the regular cycle cycles. Like um, I was thinking about getting a Peloton, but those are like a million dollars. Workout equipment is expensive, man. Yeah, it's pretty expensive. I bet, but like, okay, I'm thinking about home gym or something. I'm like, dude, it's been so long. I haven't been to gym since like February. And I know. Like, I was kind of thinking, I was like, man, I was like, it'll be okay. I'll kind of just hunker down for a month. Yeah. It'll be that's cool. What I but then I kind of realized, I'm like, you know, this is actually going to go on for. This is going like, on for a while. A little while. Yeah. It's like March or what is it? It's April now. <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah. we're going on the second week of April. And I'm going to basically. Gym in like two months. Oh, man. I'm going to be so behind when I get back to the gym. I'm so I behind. I the other day. Yeah, dude, I just like moved up a little bit on my dumbbell weights, and then I was like, "Hey, I'm feeling good." I was going like three yeah. times a week, and like I was, I got my eight minute mile back and stuff, and then like now I'm like, good. "Dude, I haven't done anything in like so long." I'm like, I probably couldn't even run up the hill next to my house. Know, <laughs> that's bad. I really just, I don't know. I don't. I haven't done. I don't really do. I do just a little bit of cardio after a workout. I could start running again. I don't like, like I said, I don't like distance running, but I enjoy doing like sprints and stuff. But there's so many people. Okay. So like in Washington, it's been like, I wish I could show you. It's been incredibly sunny. Like, I don't know. You should see. It's like perfect blue sky. It's like 75 degrees, maybe 70. Weird, man. It's been like yeah. rainy here all week. Oh, man. It's the, the weather right now in seattle is unbelievable i i don't know what temperature it is i was gonna try to look it up it's like 75 or something wait is that for real no okay oh wow you know what's funny it is actually like 60 degrees but in in washington that feels like 75 washington terms that's like 75 if you see the sun in washington you're like it's 75 degrees (laughs) (laughs) it's actually yeah it's a little cold so you can't like like it feels a little cold but it's like super sunny and nice and like it's never like that here so like I've been seeing so many people running. Anytime I'd have to like go pick up food or something, I see like just like you wouldn't believe like just it looks hordes. like a marathon because I live next to a trail, so I just see like people just running like constantly back and forth both ways, bicycles, everything, and I'm yeah. like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, me, uh, me and my producer were talking about. There's like a track by our house that we were uh, talking about going to that I should probably go to. I need to, be, yeah. I need to figure out something to do, like, at yeah, home to keep yeah. up some kind of, you know, which is frustrating because I actually, when we moved here, I got rid of my like, uh, your Peloton door frame uh, <laughs> pull up bar. I had like uh, a pull up bar, yeah, that, you know, the one you put on the door frame. And I was like, yes, you were like, this is when the kind hell of am I gonna douchey. <laughs> it's really douchey and. <laughs> And I mean, I literally live a block away from the gym. And why the hell would I ever do pull ups in my own house? That's such stupid. a douchebag thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you have a pull up door frame pull up bar, you're a douchebag. 
<laughs> my cousin used to have one <laughs> that was so funny <laughs> yeah no yeah i i i don't know that i really ever knew anyone with one that wasn't but anyway so I'm yeah i'm sure our friend that. jerry now, had one too <laughs> i mean i have i have a set of three pound weights three pounds three pounds you know, it's not about the weight. It's about the technique. That's what some people say. Exactly. Have you seen that video? And also the weight. <laughs> There's this video <laughs> of this guy who's like ripped and he has like a, like a one of those little like three or five pound weights and he's just going like this or something with it or like he's doing some kind of, maybe it's like an extend or something, but like he's just with a tiny weight and he's like sweating and I don't know, maybe he's like acting, <laughs> but they, underneath he was like, oh, it's not about the how much weight, it's about getting your technique right. <laughs> I think he's, because it's like, it's true. Have you seen that though? I mean, like, what do you think? But Like very little weight, but doing all the moves correctly. No way that like a three pound weight is going to do that to you. <laughs> okay. No, but I will say maybe what he did was maybe he, so I'll do like this shoulder workout. And I'll do my shoulders. I'll do all. I'll do my shoulders. I'll do the presses. I'll do you know raises, things like that. And at the end, I'll do. It's some kind of like, I don't know. It's probably some gym person came up with this. I don't know. I one of my friends introduced me to it. Was what he called it like the gauntlet, whatever. You go like a lateral raise. You ten pounders at the end of your workout. You do a lateral raise immediately followed by a front raise. Then you immediately do like a little clean. And then you do like a, and then you kind of sort of like flower out to the sides almost, you know, okay. and go down to your sides out and uh, you do that like 10 reps, three times. And at the end of the workout, like it'll kill you, dude. Like you yeah. just, you're just, I'm just like pouring sweat in there with like 10 pound weights. I'm like, Ugh. wow. I have to like take breaks weight. in between, okay. but it's because I went like super hard earlier right. on shoulders so it's like my muscles are already tired. If I was just doing that, you know, just if I was just doing if I just went to the gym and did that, I would feel almost nothing. Man, I've been thinking about getting some of those dumbbells. Should I get dumbbells? Is that a thing? I'm actually thinking about doing the same Shit. thing. But I was looking, get like it's hard some, to like, find them. pounders or something. But it's so. hard to find them. Yeah, I've been trying exactly. So I was looking for thirty or thirty-five pounders, and that's the funny thing. Everywhere I look, they only have like up to twenty-five pounds. And then when you get to like thirty or thirty-five, I can't find it. Mm. I think it might be because of shipping or something. But or if I do find it, the shipping is like, oh, it'll be there in May, and I'm like, what's the point then? I mean, yeah. So th- I saw this guy who actually lives in my building, and um, he 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 does this thing where he runs down to the beach. I've done that run before. It's like it's like three miles round trip, maybe a little more, three miles and change. Uh, it's kind of a long run. It feels like when you get to the end because there's a super long straight at the end, um, but it's pretty nice. There's a little hill, uh, but he runs down to the beach and then he does like a weird bench workout he, I don't know, he does like push-ups and stuff on the bench and then he runs back that's his workout and i was like i could kind of do that but he's kind of claimed it so i don't know how <laughs> you feel yeah but like i wish i had dumbbells man if i just had dumbbells or something like i could do something at home but i have all i can do is push-ups or like a crunch yeah. or something or i can do push-ups and crunches and that's that's pretty much it, it. Yeah, and I hate crunches, so... I hate push-ups. 
I love push-ups. I used to do push Man, but I remember when I was in Vietnam, I used to do the same where I just do like a, like 50 push-ups every morning for no reason. <laughs> I would just wake up in the morning doing 50 push-ups because <laughs> I couldn't go to the gym or anything. And then yeah. like, yeah, and then like, but it's I like can't Batman do that. or something, dude. It's like your Bruce Wayne. I just love doing push-ups. It would be like, they'd have the AC on like really high too. It should be really funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's huh. weird. Anyways, I mean, yeah, so working out's going to be tough. I'm going to try to go for a run after this. I changed my shirt to, like, a running shirt. That's right after we record this. I'm going to try to go and run. My my producer has a friend over, and I'm going to just go out go running. Yeah. Let's go run for a while. That's the plan. That's the plan. I just honestly, too, I think I really don't like running just, like, through, like, neighborhoods and stuff. I don't. Oh, man, I like running through neighborhoods That's weird. and stuff. I don't Who like it. Come on, you're so weird. You don't like running more than a mile, and you don't like running in neighborhoods. What does that mean? I just honestly don't really like running. I don't I just like hate running. Distance. I just, I've never <laughs> liked it, dude. I, I like it when I'm doing it. When I'm like, oh, I got to go for a run. I'm always like, you know, it's so easy during this quarantine thing just to be like, ah, just whatever. You know, every yeah. time I think about doing something, I'm like, but there's a pandemic. Exactly. <laughs> like, I just don't do it. I'm like, oh, I gotta do the dishes, but there's a pandemic. So. I've been doing the same thing. And like, I just slid into this like weird state of like this mess everywhere, and like, I don't do anything. There's Indian takeout food, and like, <laughs> like I don't know. It's yeah, no, I've been doing kind of the same thing. Yeah, you just let everything slide because you're like, yep, yeah, pandemic. When you kind of figure too that there's like now, especially now that it's like, well, we'll probably be here until like May. Did you, you get know, did you get a cash like, payment? Did you get any of those? I heard some people got it. So. Some people said they got their twelve hundred. I mean, where would you even get it? I don't know. Just I just direct deposit? My producer said someone posted their bank account and they got the twelve hundred bucks. And uh, they say not everyone has it yet, but it's rolled out to a few people. So a couple of people had it and posted it. So and I was like, really? And then I look and I don't have anything. But I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have anything. There's supposed to be a website that's going to come out really soon too, or maybe it's already out from the IRS. They're going to have a website where you can like check it. But um, I've heard a few people already got it. Maybe they had a expedited thing but you know we're all looking forward to that i guess (laughs) (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna get it i don't think whatever i filed that year well the year that they'll probably look at your 2018 tax return because we haven't even done a 2019 but i'm guessing whatever i filed in 2018 i don't know if it will be inside of the range or it might be inside of the range where you just get less or something. So I'm not really sure. Even if I got yeah. it, though, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like, you know. I mean, I just. They say, I don't a, know. they say a third of people didn't pay rent for April. Can you believe that? A third of people. One third. For coronavirus, a third of so I, this is someone told me this. One third of all like rent payers like didn't pay their rent for the month of April because uh you know the shutdown and everything. Yeah, that's huh. crazy, right? That's a lot of people. I feel like that's insane. Yeah, that mean like if you had a apartment building and like a third of your people just didn't pay their rent and it's like okay, 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's just what we're going with now. I think our um, our next. I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff in the news about coronavirus, which I don't know. We can go through that. Where we're, we're um, we also we're going to talk about some stuff on Twitter too. Yes. I've been I've been kind of naughty recently. I've been going on Twitter and getting into arguments with people because that's what I do whenever I'm about to podcast. I always go on Twitter and like send angry tweets to people. We do enjoy doing that. <laughs> and you've also done that apparently. You got blocked. Yeah, I did. You get your your first block. <laughs> I got my I got my first block. No, I'm pretty sure that I Oh man, I'm pretty sure I got blocked by few people in my old Twitter account. So I actually, I was on Twitter for a long time and I was really just, I don't know, I was, uh, that was something else. That Twitter account was out of control. Uh, and then I kind of was like, and then I just, I kind of removed it. And then I just got back on Twitter not too long ago. But I, yeah. But yeah. I got, I don't, I didn't get blocked. But I've I've been in so many arguments with random people. What's funny is I've been in arguments with people on Twitter who are like like hardcore right wing people and I also get in big arguments with like hardcore left wing people. Like anyone who's hardcore on any kind of wing, I just get into the They're biggest argument. Yeah, I just it. I just I find that person who replies to a tweet with something that's just insane and I'm always just like, Okay, and I reply to them and I'm like, You're insane, Zag you're mom. a crazy person. And then they just reply with these huge essays and like just the garbled gibberish and I'm always like, Oh my god. Yeah. So I I did I did tweet something, so there's a whole thing going on with the postal service. They're trying to do another relief bill, even though we haven't got our twelve hundred dollars yet. They're trying to do another relief package. They're trying to bail out the USPS because yes. the USPS has been completely service. broke for years. They've always been broke, just just tens of billions of dollars in debt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, to the tune where if you were a company, you would just have gone bankrupt and filed Chapter Seven like months and months ago or years ago, really. But yeah. um, someone tweeted in my not in my timeline, just a random tweet in the trending section. And I should read it because this is like literally just happened and I just replied to them. Um, okay, should I say their name? I should say their name. They're a public figure, I think. Yeah, they're an they're a actor. Okay, so, okay, this comes from, and this is not an argument really, but someone named Piper Parabo. Do you know who this is? I don't know. Piper Parabo, actor, activist, Penny Dreadful, City of Angels on Showtime. Okay, never heard of him, but. I see. <laughs> but then they never said. Never heard um, of this, no. Okay, but she says, it's this simple. If we let Trump starve and kill the Postal Service, there'll be no fair election, and he will steal four more years. And then I read that, and I had just woken up, and I was kind of like, what? And then <laughs> so I replied, and I was like, no fair elections if the Postal Service is bankrupt? Like, wh- what do you mean, question mark? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And then they were like, oh, COVID-19 dissuades people from voting. In Wisconsin, people, you know, voted uh, in person, and they risked their health. And they're like, oh, if the Postal Service fails, then we'll have to vote by mail. And then they're like, what? Then they, then they said something about military vote by mail, and it's been it's, it's a good solution. 
Okay, so I many it's questions. A terrible solution number one. I have no idea wh- how the, any of this makes sense. Like, okay, voting by mail. What do you think about that? Can we do a general election voting by mail? Does that work? I mean, already a lot. You can mail in your ballots, and this. I don't think this is necessarily anything wrong with it. Yeah, you I know? don't think so either. But I don't think it's just some kind of magical solution to everything. Because the other thing too is that. I so I had to uh I was overseas at one point when not over overseas the other way <laughs> towards I was overseas to the to the west over in uh Southeast Asia when for a for an election at one point and I don't know. I mean I'll be honest. Oh yeah. Do they uh, how does that work? Do they just hand out ballots? It's like an absentee like... ballot. It's kind of a whole process and I honestly didn't even end up doing it because your commanding officer tells you who to vote for. Like, all right, guys, here's who you <laughs> okay, vote. Okay, guys. No, though, I don't know. I just I didn't really bother with it because it's, it's a lot to do. I was kind of worried about other things. <laughs> I can't worry about all this paperwork. I'm like democracy so is much too much work. <laughs> paperwork and stuff. And to be honest, most of your mail is most of your mail is going to get lost in the military mail anyway. Wow. So I was kind of like, eh, it probably won't even happen. I probably won't even. My vote probably won't even go through. Why and now there are there are like there are like you know things like obviously yeah you know this they understand that it kind of takes a little longer if you are military and stuff so sometimes they'll allow kind of like that's why they kind of allow a lot of time for things to travel. But I'm talking there are people there were people on that deployment who had been in the military for four years and then we would do mail call and they would have letters that were sent to them during boot camp. Wow. Four years earlier. Wow. So it's just, I mean, is my ballot just going to be floating around the mail for four years? You know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know. So that, I feel like that's kind of, that's honestly irrelevant. That whole overseas military voting, voting by mail thing is kind of, I feel like that's just kind of an irrelevant point. Do I think, think too that, it's it's also if you want to appear as someone who's like oh I love America you used to have to say something about the military and then everyone's like they talked about the military they love America you know so I think that that's I don't know I feel like that's more what that is I feel like anytime I see someone talk about start talking about the military in regards to like po- politics that's not directly related to the military it's just them trying to get points for talking yes. about the military it's military points but like okay do you think if we did a, a mail-in vote election less people would vote or more people would vote i think the same amount of people are gonna vote to that's be probably true because realistically like just because you get yeah. it mailed to you doesn't mean that it's like if someone's if, if the people who want to vote are going to vote the people who don't really care are not going to vote either way. Yeah. I kind of do think you would get, like, I do think you would get some voter fraud, not in the sense of, like, like, you know, fake votes or whatever. I do think you would get a situation where, like, 
like my ballot would probably end up at my parents' house, and I know they would probably take my ballot and just write whatever they want on it. And it. Like, not like yeah. I'm not saying like big Ponzi scheme voter fraud. I just be like, people are those ballots are going to be like. I agree. I think. I mean, if I had my ballot, I'd be like, yo, tw- ten bucks. Anyone want this? You know, like I, mean, I would sell my ballot for a pack of cigarettes. Let's be serious. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. About mail-in election. That's just me. But like. Okay, the, the, going back to the tweet, though, the thing that I don't understand what the person's saying is, like, hey, let me just say this again. If COVID-19 dissuades in-person voting, and then I cut to the next part of the sentence, because there's a big hypothetical in here, um, and USPS fails, we have no chance to vote by mail. And I'm like, okay, so he said, if, you know, if, if we aren't supposed to vote in person, and the post office uh, goes bankrupt, then we can't vote by mail. And I'm like, that, that's not true, though. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Like, like first well, of all, the other thing too is they've that always been in debt. They're not gonna all, even if they don't get bailed out, they, aren't, they don't just disappear. That's not how that works. Yeah. Well, and the they, thing about that too is that it's like it's. It, I don't think it would happen that fast. It's not like oh, it goes yeah. bankrupt and then the USPS closes tomorrow. No. That's not yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's not how that works. Like this it's, is the government we're talking about. It take it could take like they might decide not to bail it out, and the post office just keeps running for like another year while they figure out, or five years while they're trying to figure out what to replace it with. I mean, look yeah. at like what is it? What was it like Brexit for example? They're like, I mean, that's happened five years ago, and they're still trying to figure it out in their government they're trying to figure out what to do they just keep yeah. pushing it back i they're not just gonna get rid of the post office they're gonna the keep it running while they figure gone, out it would have been gone decades ago first of all if that was how that if that's how things work it would have been gone decades ago i mean yeah it wouldn't have even made it to the 20th century so like a 21st century <laughs> maybe the 20th century maybe I don't the think 20th it's century i don't know but, i feel like it probably was like I don't know, maybe back then it was making more because people would send more letters, you know, maybe. I, but the thing I, about that is, it's like... It's if, dead on arrival. Yeah, but it, if the post office is really struggling so much and is such a just black hole for the government's and therefore taxpayers' money right now, why are we so insistent to keep it running? You know, yeah. people always complain about like military spending and a waste of military spending and a waste of spending on this and a waste of spending on that. You know, why is the waste of spending on the post office so much better than all the wasted money on all these other projects? No. Yeah. Does it make sense? You know? Like no. and they're like trying to argue, oh, like, you know, I don't know. Some people are arguing about jobs and stuff, and it's like, all right, but all that all that funding to these other projects is also making jobs. So I was also creating jobs. So you can make the same exact argument for this other stuff that you're angry about. So it's, it's just, you know, these people, they're just not thinking it through. And then, oh yeah. And then honestly, the whole thing about whatever Trump trying to rig the election by that, it doesn't make sense too, because if anything, more the the a big there's a big you know a lot of people a lot of people that I think would vote for Trump that are on the right that are conservative live in like a lot a lot of more of them live in rural areas, so they have to travel further to get to a polling station than someone that lives in yeah. like an urban area. Sure. So I think that if anything, that would mean less votes for Trump. 
Yeah. I think that I what I hate the most is this person Piper Parabo. To me, I feel like is just trying to stir up this this fear. And this is what so much of the reactionary stuff is. It's just so much like irrational fear. And on either side, it doesn't matter. It's just like saying bullshit on Twitter that's like so irrational and you can't like like it, it it totally manipulates you know your brain has like two modes there's a fast thinking and there's a slow thinking and a slow thinking you analyze stuff and you try to like connect things it uses like a different part of your brain and then there's a fast thinking where it's just like your it's like your animal mind your lizard brain where you just grab two things and you associate them and that's like where you get things like racism from honestly <laughs> and like yeah. so when people say stuff like oh like mail-in voting might happen because COVID-19 and post office is, you know, going bankrupt. Therefore, uh, Trump is bad for not bailing. Like, what? <laughs> like, they actually think that if the post office doesn't get bailed out, then there won't be an election and then Trump will just be president by default. It's like, none of that even makes sense. It's, none of it makes sense. It literally know. doesn't make any sense. You have to be a fucking child to think any of these things. And this is what people are saying, like literally just stuff that's just childish to me. okay, I'll give an example for the other, you know, party of reprobates just because to balance it out. Um, So the other way to balance out is when people on uh, the right say stuff like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of libertarians who think that uh, I always pick on the libertarians, man. But there are a bunch of people who think that uh, this whole COVID thing is overblown and let's just open all the businesses. And this is just, you know, the government controlling people like yeah. that kind of stuff. It doesn't make sense. Literally, it only works. It just preys on people's like fast thinking where they look at it and they think, oh, yeah, I'm staying home. I'm losing money. This must be the government trying to make me. No one's like the the, the models are off by so There's like money. a whole conspiracy theory too about yes. how it's like population control or something. But there's not nearly enough deaths Boomer to remover. even make a. There's not even there's not nearly enough fatalities to make it have any kind of significant impact on the yeah. world population. But I mean, okay, you know, I am gonna say that like a big thing that i've seen a lot of people talking about and this isn't just libertarians i've seen some like well-established like people in tech talking about this where they look at these models that keep coming from uh international institute of health metrics evaluation which is like a it's partnered with UW. it takes a bunch of money from uh bill gates foundation or, or just gates foundation excuse me and it's in seattle so they put out an estimate saying 100,000 to 240,000 people were going to die. And then on April 5th, they revised it and said, well, it's more like 80,000. And then on April 8th, they revised it again and said, well, it's more like it's more like 60,000. So they keep changing. But at the same time, if you look at their model, they draw a line that goes mm-hmm. on like what they traject. And then they leave like a wide open range around that line. So first they said, um, when they said it's going to be... Uh, 80,000 they said something like it's going to be 80,000 but it could be something like let's say like 40 to like 200 and then they said well now it's 60 but it could be like 30 to like 250 so at the same time as they like lower the estimate they also make a bigger range and then so there's been a bunch of people in tech saying stuff and like making like you know like uh what is it like spreadsheets and stuff to track all these metrics and people are saying like smells like a bunch of bullshit because every time they change the estimate they also make it less you know they they make a bigger like confidence interval yeah and then it doesn't make any sense and it's like what's the point of this thing and some people were saying like the 
they said yesterday was supposed to be the peak, April 11th. Uh, the modeling just was so inconsistent. Every single day, it changes so much that it doesn't even... It's like a 538 prediction is like what I'm saying. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it just, every single day, it just completely flips. And so I'm not saying, like, I'm not being anti-science here. Like, you know, I'm sure models have their own purpose. There's a bunch of yeah. science goes into it. I'm totally fine with it. But at the same time, so there are people who look at the models and be like, well, <laughs> you know, sitting at home is pointless because there's no deaths. And you're kind of like, but isn't... <laughs> isn't the reason there's no deaths because people are staying at home (laughs) no exactly that was kind of like a conversation i was having on i think twitter too someone was talking about uh because they were talking it was when they first came out with the like 100 to 240,000 or whatever yeah uh number and everyone was freaking out and they were like and someone was like freaking out and then someone said like oh well if it continues on the trend then it could be like up to like you know millions or something by the end of may or something and I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, it, it could be, if you look at the ex, just the exponential model, it could be, but a big part of like uh, viruses and things like that is that it grows exponentially, but it also drops off exponentially. So it's like, it kind of goes up and then it reaches a point where it starts going down and, and then the cases even out. So I'm like, so while yes, if it continued to grow exponentially, like indefinitely, yes, but I'm like, but it, it, it'll stop. And a lot of, but a lot of that is due to like mitigation and stuff. And we can reach that point where it stops earlier from the mitigation efforts, like staying inside and stuff like that. And that's what'll really kind of like stop it from growing to a point that where it's out of control. So, yeah. And then someone tweeted back and they just said exactly what I said, but like in an air that they were trying to correct me being wrong. And they were like, and I was like, that's exactly what I said. They're like, they were, they basically said, they're like, oh, the other, the other, they're like, cause I was like, yeah, like fire, you know, viruses follow a specific, it's called like a logistic curve. And basically it grows exponentially and it drops off exponentially. I'm like, and a big part that'll make it drop off exponentially sooner rather than later is mitigation efforts. And the other person was like, well, the other way for it to, drop off is oversaturation which is what we really don't want and i'm like yes exactly that's why it's important to follow the medication efforts so that, that way it drops off sooner rather than later yeah. and it's not just because there's no more people to infect i'm like that's what i said yeah <laughs> yes. well, people are just looking for an argument with this thing i get that that's why this is a sensitive topic because like people will just disagree for no reason like just yeah this pandemic has made everyone so irrational it's just so painful to like try to have a real conversation with anyone about it like everyone's like coming out of some angle and even if they agree with you they'll try to make an argument like it's ridiculous but yeah i mean these the models i will say it is kind of concerning i have looked at some of the stuff and i've looked at a few like reviews looking at them and seeing how they've been just just fucking pretty pretty shitty um and i don't mean to be like overstating it or saying like oh they're useless but like i mean it's pretty ridiculous how in one day they could be off by so much and then just completely reversing and you're like you can't make an informed decision about anything based on this model i feel like because if they say you need this many icu beds and i'm just saying this because i was looking at uh this is from like I think Brendan Ike or someone, someone he's like the co-founder of Mozilla. Um, so he had been going through some of the numbers in like a Twitter thread or something. 
and he's one of these guys who has a spreadsheet. So he was going through like the number of ACU beds that the IHME was projecting. And then like, it just was inconsistent how one day they would say you need this many ICU beds and the next day you would need like half that number. And it'd be like, well, I mean, how are you supposed to do anything? Yeah. And then tomorrow, well, was it going to be double? Like Exactly. Well, I think like what you said is fair though, because I, I think that obviously these scientific models have a lot of merit and a lot of cases and they're really important, yeah. uh, but they're, they're only the important. Well, they're only important to the point where the reason that they're important is because they do help you make informed decisions. But if, like you said, they're just completely, if this one, like, it's just completely in, uh, inconsistent and it's not really giving you any useful information, then what's the point of it? Because yeah. the whole point of scientific models is to be like, hey, look at this thing. Here's a model to show what it looks like so we can prepare for it. But if it's constantly changing, that's useless. I think what's going to happen is we just have to get through it. You know, we can do whatever we need to do. We're, so far, what we're doing apparently is like really fucking effective. So just keep doing whatever it is we're doing because it's working to an insane extent. I mean, if you go from like death toll being like 240 on the low end to like literally 60, I mean, you've, you're now at 25% of what the low end estimate was anyways. Yeah. So like, it's gone down so much that whatever we're doing, just keep doing it. That's good. And apparently no one in New York, according to Cuomo, no one's missing a ventilator. Whoever needs a ventilator has one. So everything seems to be working. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really funny stuff coming out about just kooky crackpot theories about ventilators, but I didn't want to bring that up. But like, like if everything is working, I kind of think that like keep doing what we're doing. But when we look back at this in the rear view, probably need to like see what happened according to like the actual data figure out how to fit that curve using a model that actually works. Yeah. And then next time there's a pandemic, that's the model you use. Because whatever models they're currently using, maybe it's based off Spanish flu or something. But, like, don't use that sort of, you know, when you try to create your weights and try to project how it's going to spread. And when you look at other countries' data and how you extrapolate that to the U.S., don't do that. Look at however it worked like in real life for this one and that's how you should model it because whatever yeah. they're doing to make their models is and i i've worked in tech like that's i know how these things go and i know that it probably is not like so many people look at these numbers and they think it means something but like for real like when you're working in tech and like you're trying to build like something like like a data analysis thing like this it really is like so much just guesswork and like what yeah. am i gonna weight this and how do i how do i take this thing in italy and how do i fit my curve to kind of match what happened there and well because it's not you know it doesn't it doesn't express how complicated real life is at all yeah well and that's the whole thing about it is that it's it's not going to be a direct representation ever yeah yes know? But I feel like if we're able to look at what we got, like the actual curve, once we know what it looks like, then we can be like, okay, this is what the curve was for like, and I mean for deaths. I'm not even talking about confirmed cases because I know how many people die and I can confirm if it was coronavirus or not. But then at the same time, I don't even know how many cases there are because I'm not yeah. testing everyone. I'm only testing a few people. And even if I test someone and they don't have it, maybe next week they get it and I don't test them and they don't know. So the testing and the confirmed cases, it doesn't really tell you anything. Like, I mean, okay, I don't want to, like, scare people or anything. Like, yeah, okay, it tells you, like, people who are sick, which ones have coronavirus because you're testing people with symptoms. But at the same time, yeah. like, you know, 
you see deaths and that tells you where you were because someone dies they had it you know 14 days ago or a cut you know something like that you know they could have had it up to 14 days ago or something like that so you know if there's deaths you're seeing in the past how things were spread and you can confirm that people died you can measure that but as far as just testing confirmed cases i mean you don't really even know you know you're yeah. getting antibody tests so they can test if people recovered you can see if someone has you know immunity so that means they already had it maybe they'll do that and figure out you know a real trajectory but i'm just saying like we really don't even know who has it like we don't honestly know like that part of why these models are so fucked up because you know some countries might not even be testing and so it looks like they have no numbers because they aren't even testing like that's totally like like that honestly could happen too you know yeah so it's hard to say it's really there's so much uncertainty there's just so much uncertainty that's all i should say there's so much uncertainty i don't even want to talk about it there's just too much uncertainty i'm just saying in post-production figure out what happened figure out what the real numbers were and then go with that because whatever we're doing now is just wildly inaccurate well and that's the yeah it's like that's the like what you're saying because we don't know what exactly the cases are and stuff yeah. You just can't build an accurate model right now. It's just how it yeah. is. You just can't. Yeah. I yeah. It's you've no idea. There's too many I mean, and the other part is even if you look at deaths in America and you compare them to deaths in Italy, which people love to do, like what is a coronavirus death though? Like cuz in America, if someone has, you know, I mean, if you have like a really terrible heart condition, and then you get coronavirus, and then you die because of your heart condition, they say, well, he had coronavirus, and he's dead, and he died of, you know, heart attack or something, and they'll, they'll count it as a coronavirus death. Like, mm-hmm. that's literally what they do. Anything, anyone who gets coronavirus, if you die because of something you already had, they just count it as a coronavirus death. But in Italy, they might not have the same way of counting deaths. They could have a different way. They could have a different method. They could have some, you know, metric you have to pass, but... Because of the underlying conditions and the comorbidity, you know, how can you really know, like, if countries are measuring death the same way? Maybe China's numbers are really low because maybe they don't count the comorbidities. Maybe they said, well, comorbidities are just something you can't control for. And then they only count, like, you know, direct cause. Like, you could totally have stuff like that is all I'm saying. And, like, yeah. then how can you even compare across countries if they don't count the same way? Or even across, like, county lines if counties don't count the same way? Like, you gotta, like, I don't know. I think our window's already passed on this thing. Like, what's gonna happen's gonna happen. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I think that it's still important to have those yeah. mitigation efforts. Like like you said, oh, for sure. what we're doing. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't think that, I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah. I, I just don't think that there's a lot we can really, like, we're in it now. I just think all just, these numbers you're seeing, you know, you gotta really think does this number mean what this person wants me to feel yeah. right now? Or could there be something else going on? Yeah. So, and I think that's, that is a lot what's going on. I think that they kind of came out and they're like, here's really big, scary numbers to like kind of scare people into being like, Oh, this is serious. Which I mean, I don't know if it, I don't know what kind of effect it really had. It seems like some, a lot of people do, you know, they got scared and they did, they were like, they started staying inside some people were like, well, everyone's going to die anyway, so who cares? Some people were like, well, this is just a lie from the government, so I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's, or some people are like, that's really serious. But 
I'm still just going to keep doing whatever I'm doing because it won't affect me or whatever. So it's, it's kind of like, it's just, I do think that a lot of it, they were do, doing, like I said, coming out with the big numbers to kind of scare people. But I just, I, I don't think it's going to be, I, I, I agree. I think that it, the numbers are just not clear. It's not clear. Maybe I'm just hoping in, in, in the end, like I'm talking like 2021, 2022, maybe by then we actually know what the hell happened, but I don't think we're going to know <laughs> until yeah. like a couple of years from now. There'll be a vaccine and everything will be moved on. We'll have a different economic thing going on and that's when we'll find out. We're not going to know anything right now. Yeah. There's too many variables, you know. These models, you know, I think they're, they're useful in the sense that, you know, I don't know. It's an effort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what what can you do? What what can you really do? I mean, yeah. The I fact think... that it could change so much in a day is ridiculous, though. Oh yeah. Well, it's like I said. It's like the whole point of models like this is so that you can make informed decisions. But if it doesn't really tell you yeah. anything, what are you supposed to do with that information? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it can tell you where you were yesterday, and then you can try to do something tomorrow. Yeah. They just said that they're they're going to update their model every three days and then publish it. So we're going to see a lot of changes now, but it kind of makes you think, man, if you just see that many changes and it keeps going up and down, I mean, it's, it, you're going to get this sort of 538 thing where it's like no one's going to believe it if it keeps changing. But yeah. that's how life is. Like things are yeah. uncertain. You know, people don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. But that's what that's what fear mongering. I feel like that's what people are sort of doing this fear monitoring where they go on Twitter, they pull a line to show a line going up and then they, they play with, you know, how this stuff is measured. You know, there's a big debate over, you know, should you show up per capita? Should you not show it per capita? And then like, yeah. and they do all this stuff. And I always look at these things and I'm like, you can't just take all these countries and put them on the same line. Like the, 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 the pandemic starts at different times at different countries. It spreads in different ways. People test differently. The number of tests is different. The way of counting deaths is different. Like you just can't just put it all in a curve and just try to be like, look, this is what the situation is. Like anyone telling you right now what's going on or what's going to happen is just full of shit. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the big takeaway from, from this episode. Anyone who says they know what's going on, full of shit. Just yeah. stay indoors, watch Netflix and get some Indian food because, <laughs> you know, you're going to be here for a while, but you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be okay. In the end, it'll be fine. It'll be okay. It'll be fine. Yeah. Eat your, eat your, eat your Indian food and do your douchey pull up bar. Okay. <laughs> 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 it's okay don't feel bad well i think with that we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna leave you to your indian food and pull up bars i think this has been a productive episode 